the entire time I was involved in the far right, I was actually in rather school or college. So I think it's fair to say that I have a little bit of experience with the education system's response to far right extremism. I must say before we continue, the threat of the far right is now taken a lot more seriously than it was when I was in school and college. So please don't think that my experiences give a honest true overview to how the education system responds nowadays. Having said that, here are a few examples of my far-right involvement when I was in school and college. So, when I was in high school, there was a number of things that I did which could have really alerted the school and let them know that I was a far-right member. One of those things was I used to bring Union Jack flags and St George's Cross flags into school with me. Now, what I'd do with these flags was um, I would often wear them, like I'd wrap them around me at things like break and lunch, um, and I would also hang them up at the back of classrooms. Now there was one occasion where a teacher did actually remove the flag that had hung up at the back of her classroom. She folded it up and she did say that she was going to do a little investigation into it as it was coming across as racist that I did keep bringing these flags in and hanging them up in classrooms and whatnot. Now she said the only way I could get the flag back, back should I say, was if, um, if a parent came in to collect that flag uh, on my behalf. Now as it just so happened I had a detention after that day and due to me finishing school uh, around about an hour and a half uh, later than I should do my granddad actually came to pick me up so um, I actually asked my granddad to go get the flag for me as I I think I told him a lie I, I said I think I needed it for a football match which was on the weekend so my granddad did he, he got the flag off the teacher for me and um, there was no investigation after that point because I had the flag again I promised the teacher that I wouldn't bring it into school anymore of course I broke that promise and I continued to bring it in um, however, I never hung it up at the back of classrooms again. I would only wear it around me um, during things like break and dinner. As well as bringing in the flags, I'd do a number of other things relating to the far right. For example, I'd write down far right codes on my desk. Uh, for example, I'd write things like GNLS, which stands for Goodnight Left Side. And I'd write things like NSE, which means Never Surrender Ever. Now, these codes are very, very common within the far right. Not only the lettered code system that I just mentioned then, but there's also a numbered code system. And if you would like to find out more information about that, please do check out Exit UK or contact us and we can get you a lot more information about that if you are interested in that information. Now, when I started college, I continued to bring the flags in and I also continued to write these far right codes onto my desk. However, in college, I would also deliver hate speeches. Now, I was delivering these hate speeches to ultimately try and recruit people into the far right from a college. Now, thankfully, to my knowledge, nobody listened to me. And to my knowledge, nobody joined the far right directly from one of my uh, one of my speeches. However, I did get away with uh, delivering a number of different hate speeches while in the college. Now, for all the times where my college and my high school did miss out on uh, my far-right involvement and they did miss the signs, they did my involvement, and it was actually through college that I got referred to prevent, and I ultimately left the far-right through my college referring me. So, they, they did miss some signs early on. However, thankfully, in the end, they did pick up, up, they did pick up on them signs, and um, they did eventually make the referral, which led to me leaving the far-right. Now, if I could give any advice to a teacher or, in fact, anybody um, who is working in the education system and having to deal with somebody that they believe to be involved in the far right, 
my my you know best advice would be to approach them in a non-judgmental way and a non-confrontational way this might sound quite difficult because i do understand that you might have um, certain feelings about what they're saying you know these could be feelings of anger or you might be upset and it is a very emotional topic to speak about however you do need to approach somebody that you are will that you are trying to sort of um, engage with in a non-confrontational and non-judgmental way because if you're if, if you've already got judgment over someone and you're already talking down to them they're going to pick up on that and they're just going to put a big defensive barrier down and they're just not going to communicate with you anymore. Now, once the conversation starts, and again, you are uh, going into that conversation in a non-judgmental, non-confrontational way, you're going to want to find out why somebody got involved in the first place. Now, this can be anything. This can be any for anything from an individual being angry about a certain topic. It could be that the individual is just seeking a sense of friendship. There are honestly countless ways and countless reasons why people do get involved within the far extremism and it's very important to listen to an individual listen to their views listen to their thoughts listen to their opinions and get a good understanding why somebody might have got involved in this extremist movement now once you understand why somebody's involved it's definitely worth looking into any hidden issues for example is the individual being threatened? Do you know, is the individual sort of being blackmailed to continue their involvement in the far right? Is the individual having issues at home? Do you know, is perhaps the mum or dad involved in the far right and they've had to get involved because the parents are involved? All these things are a possibility. Do you know, things aren't always as they seem. Sometimes you do have to go a little bit below the surface to find out people's true meanings of why they are involved. So again, it is definitely worth looking into any hidden issues and really, do you know, connecting with the individual really getting their trust because it's only with their trust that you're going to find out about these hidden issues from there once you found out why somebody's involved you can start to use counter narratives to pick apart their far-right ideology so for example if somebody's talking a lot about um about let's say immigration you know let's say the very anti-immigration you can start to use counter narratives in order to counter their opinions for example um, again, if they are very, uh, very anti-immigration, you can highlight the positives of immigration in the UK. One example being our National Health Service. Do you know Britain doesn't produce enough doctors, nurses and other fantastic key workers to be able to sustain our NHS? So we do actually rely on people immigrating into the UK to help us during our hours, hours of need. Um, so, you know, the NHS is such a fantastic counter narrative to people talking badly about immigration. Now, I think one thing that is worth mentioning is while you're having all these conversations, it is definitely worth doing it in a one-to-one -one setting. Now, when you're having these one-to-one -one conversations, it needs to be in a safe space. Not only somewhere where the individual see, feels, um, feels like they're safe to talk and they feel comfortable talking about their opinions and thoughts and whatnot, but it also needs to be a safe setting for you yourself. Now, if you would like any more information on how to stay safe while mentoring somebody or working with somebody involved in the far right, please do reach out to Exit UK and we can get you all the best advice that we can give you. Now, another fantastic technique you can use is uh, highlighting the effect that the far right has on the individual's family and friends. Now, the far right doesn't only damage the person involved, it also damages the entire family and the entire friend group of the individual. Now, you can ask questions to the person involved to make them think. Um, for example, you can say things like, what do you think goes through your parents' mind when they see you in the news or in the newspapers at demonstrations? Or you can also ask, what would um, their true friends think if they knew about the individual's involvement in far extremism? 
Now, all these things will get the individual thinking about the repercussions in their involvement. And yet again, if you would like any more information on this and any more examples of questions you can ask, please do not be afraid to reach out to Exit UK. Now, if you are somebody that works in education that is listening to this and you do feel like you need some help and support, please do not be afraid to reach out to Exit UK. Likewise, if you are involved in the far right or you're a family member or a friend or just know somebody's involved in the far right and you want to help, again, please do not be afraid to reach out to Exit UK. We are here to help you in any way, shape or form that we can. We're here to give advice. We're here to you know just have a chat with you if that's what you need so please do not be afraid to reach out to exit uk uh, with us you'll get no judgment just support so please guys do not be afraid to reach out we are always here for you you can find out how you can contact us via our website or alternatively give us a call on 0800 999 1945